The Rebbe was one of the key innovators in the modern Jewish world in areas of Jewish education for women and uh, the absolute need for women to study Torah and, uh, and be involved in, uh, in Torah study as well. In this talk, in the second talk on portion of Ekev in volume 14, the Rebbe addresses the detailed halachic parameters of this obligation. The verse says in the parish of that you should teach these words, we read it in the Shema, you shall teach these words to your sons. And the Gemara, the Talmud, derives from this, that women aren't obligated to study Torah. So the verse says, teach these words to your sons, to your sons, not to your daughters, right? It's any positive commandment that's time-bound, women are not technically obligated to fulfill. Now the Alter Rebbe, in his Shulchan Aruch, in his Code of Jewish Law, brings this halacha and continues that just as she is not obligated to study Torah for herself, she is also not obligated to teach Torah to her children, therefore she would be exempt from paying tuition for her sons. And nonetheless, if she helps her son or her husband in their Torah study through her finances or her actual assistance, that uh, she takes then takes part, participates in the reward with them, and her reward is extremely great because they are obligated to do so, and they're only doing so through her. At the conclusion, the Altarebbe says, also women are obligated to study all those laws that are relevant to uh, the halachis, the laws that are that they are required to fulfill, um, in order to know what to do. So the Rebbe asks, theoretically, why doesn't the Altarebbe focus first on the obligation to study Torah for themselves, for the laws that they need to know, and only then add that also she gets a reward by participating in the Torah study of her husband and of her, and of her sons. Why does he focus first on the assistance, which seems secondary, and only as an aside afterwards does he add that she's also obligated to study Torah for herself, to know the laws that she needs to know. Now, in the laws of Berches HaShachar, the blessings of the morning, where the Alt-Rebbe explains that women are also obligated to, to recite the blessings over the study of Torah. And over here, he says, why? Because they're obligated to study Torah, to know the laws that they need to know. In other words, here he focuses on the obligation to study Torah for themselves, for their own for their own knowledge of the laws. And only as a secondary thing, he adds a separate reason that because part of the prayers also involves reciting, it involves reciting the portions of the, of the Torah that deal with the daily offerings and so on, and women are obligated in those as well, so therefore she has to say the Berchas Torah, she has to say the blessings of the Torah. So the Rebbe asks several questions on this. First of all, where do you see in the Gemara itself that women are obligated to study Torah in order to know the laws. Seemingly, it makes the blanket statement they're not included, they're not obligated to study Torah. Furthermore, there's a couple of places in the Talmud where it discusses the merits of Torah study. In Gemara and Brachis, it says, Nashim What's reward? What is the reward that brings protection to women if they're not obligated to study themselves because they're not mitzvah va'esa, they're not obligated to study for themselves? So therefore, the Talmud answers, that by helping their sons and their husbands to learn, 
the woman is also receiving the reward of Torah study. But it doesn't emphasize, it doesn't talk about her, her studying for herself, the laws that are required. Why not? That's theoretically an obligation of Torah study. Similarly, in Masechah Seita, it talks about a, a situation where where the merit of Torah study will protect the, the, the woman who was suspected of adultery from, from the punishment of Sota, and it asks, what reward could it be? Could it be the reward of studying Torah? She's not obligated to study Torah for herself. And over there also it answers the reward of bringing, of helping her husband or her sons to study Torah. Again, why doesn't it respond? Her obligation to study those laws that she needs to know. And finally, the Rebbe asks, why does it emphasize this and this obligation to study the laws as the reason for the laws that she needs to know as the reason for being required to make berchas atera to recite the blessing of the Torah. Theoretically, this obligation only applies when you need to know the laws. And so if a woman is already expert in all of the laws that she needs to know, that's a limited amount of, there's, there's, there's a limit to the practical halacha, so maybe she shouldn't be obligated to study Torah any longer. She, and that would make sense if that's the case, sorry, how could the Alt Rebbe bring this as the primary reason why she's obligated to study Torah, which would ha why she's obligated to make the blessings over Torah study? That has to be a, a reason that applies to everybody. To explain all of this, the Rebbe relates it first to a similar situation. A non-Jew is obligated to study the laws that are relevant for their fulfillment of Sheva Mitzvahs, for the fulfillment of their seven laws. And as the Gemara concludes and says, that when he, when he is involved in studying the laws that he needs to know, he'll be even greater, he'll have the advantage of Torah study that makes the person considered like a Kohen Gadol, like the high priest himself. And again, the, the question here is, why would we relate this to Torah study? This seems to be just a technical thing of studying the laws that need to be done in order to have the fulfillment of mitzvahs, but not the special quality that's unique to Torah. Obviously, you have to say that since there is an obligation to study, even if it's just a practical requirement, in order to know what to do, he needs to study. Once there's an obligation to study, that obligation to study becomes a mitzvah of Torah, becomes has all of the qualities, all of the benefits of Torah study for itself. If that's the case, then the same would be true here in this case. When a woman is studying Torah in order to know what to do, she will be then considered to be studying Torah. And there Therefore, that's a reason for her to be obligated. That won't be only when she needs to know the laws. She now has an obligation of Torah study in order to be able to know the laws, what to do. And once she has this obligation, that this obligation then would apply, would be reason enough to require the blessings of the Torah. If that's the case, how does that fit with all those cases in the, in the Talmud that we asked earlier that seem to be saying she doesn't have a mitzvah of Torah study? So the Rebbe explains that the, there's a difference between being connected to Torah and a mitzvah, an obligation of Torah study. There, the, when, when there's a requirement to know the laws, that means that now she's required to study that, those laws that she needs to know. And that means that, that has all of the benefits of being connected to the Torah, but still not an obligation to study Torah for itself. And therefore, this unique 
merit of Talmud Torah that it's described as, as applying specifically to Torah study for its own sake, that still seemingly would not apply. There's a relationship to Torah, and therefore an obligation to say the blessings of the Torah, but not the mitzvah, the specific unique obligation of Torah study for itself, and the and the, and the unique merits that, that relate particularly to, to Torah study. How does she have a connection to that unique that, that unique quality, that unique benefit? That comes through helping her husband and, and and child study Torah. Why? When you give charity, for instance, to a poor person, whatever the poor person does with it, whether they go in and, and enjoy a Shabbos meal or, heaven forbid, go and do something negative, that has nothing to do with you. Why? Because you gave them tzedakah, you gave them the charity, the money now becomes theirs. Whatever they do or don't do with that money is... Up to them isn't your merit any longer. The mitzvah you have is the mitzvah of tzedakah. But in this case, it's different. She's not just giving her husband the ability that then he does a mitzvah of helping her husband, and now he goes and studies Torah with it. The ability to study that he has is in the first place because of her participation, which means she becomes part and parcel of the mitzvah of Torah study itself. This is where she's part of the mitzvah of limadat Torah, the mitzvah of learning Torah, because his study, which he is obligated to do, only became possible through her help, through her assistance. He brings a similar idea that the Ran says about the mitzvah of having children. Technically, that also is a mitzvah that a man is obligated to do. God told Adam, go have children. He didn't instruct Chava, he didn't instruct the Eve, and therefore women technically aren't obligated to have children. Nonetheless, says the Ran, since there's no way for him to fulfill the mitzvah without her, so therefore she is part and parcel of the mitzvah itself. Now the Rebbe points out, even what the Ran says, she's part and parcel, parcel of the mitzvah, she has the mitzvah, isn't necessarily clear. Does that mean she's, she has a mitzvah of helping him? but not the mitzvah of having children? Or is it that she becomes part of this mitzvah of having children? He says from what the language that the Talmud uses here about Torah study, that it says not just that she receives the reward, but imahim, she, re she takes part in the reward with them. And similarly, palgon bahadayu, they participate with them. That means not just she's it gets a mitzvah for helping him, but she's part and parcel of the mitzvah. The, he's obligated to study Torah, and now therefore by being part of that, she becomes, it has fulfilled also the mitzvah of studying Torah. And the same with having children. She becomes part of the mitzvah itself, not just has a mitzvah for helping him uh, fulfill a mitzvah. If that's the case... Why doesn't the Alter Rebbe bring this when it comes to the mitzvah of uh, the obligation to make the blessing over study of Torah? Why doesn't the Alter Rebbe mention that she makes the blessing because she participates with her with her husband and her son, and therefore is part of fulfilling the mitzvah of Torah study? So the Rebbe says this is simply understood. She has no obligation to do so. This is a choice she's making to participate in the mitzvah. Once she participates in the mitzvah, then she has the merit, the value of the mitzvah of somebody who's obligated to study Torah. 
but she has no obligation to do so. She's choosing to do so. And therefore, that can't be the reason for why she's obligated to say the blessing of over the Torah every day. For that, the Alter Rebbe brings, because, she's, because she has a connection to, to Torah by the obligation to know what she needs to do for her own mitzvot. And therefore, the emphasis when it comes to the blessings of the Torah is on the study of the laws that she's required to know. But when it comes to the merit of Torah study, that's, it's a choice. But that's that. But then she's taking part not only in studying Torah, but in the obligation to study Torah, and therefore that's the primary merit that's mentioned whenever it's talking about the merit of uh, of of Torah study. It emphasizes the participation with her husband and son, where she's becoming a part and parcel of the obligation to study Torah out of her own free will. She's choosing to, but then she becomes part of that special merit that comes from fulfilling the obligation to study Torah. The Rebbe relates this to a spiritual message. God and the Jewish people are referred to as husband and wife. The purpose we're here in this world to do is to conquer the world. The word world, Eilam, comes from the word Helem, a concealment, to reveal godliness within this world. By nature, creation can't do that. Human beings can't do that because we're a created entity. We don't have the capacity to transform, to change the very nature of the world itself. Only God, only the Creator has the capacity to do so. However, just as the woman becomes part of the mitzvah of Torah study, of, of the obligation of Torah study, even though it's not her own obligation, but once she participates with her husband, she becomes part of the fulfillment of that mitzvah, becomes, has that special reward of being part of the obligation of Torah study itself. The same is true when we participate with God in fulfilling this purpose of this world. Sure, the power to do so, only the Creator has. But He's given us that power. By giving us the Torah, He gives us the power to transform the world and to make it holy. And once we participate in the fulfillment of that obligation, then we become partners in that mitzvah, in that, in, in that, in that, in the fulfillment of the purpose of the world. We become partners with God in the act of creation because we've been we've transformed the world with the power that he has given us therefore we're considered participants in the process itself